Hello and welcome to episode two of News vs. Noise. My name is Frank Malfrante. Today is Thursday, March 2nd. It's approximately 10 o'clock on the East Coast. I'm here with Ankit Singh once again. Hello, Ankit. Hey, yeah, late night. We're starting a little bit later today. Yeah, round two. Hopefully we're going to yep. start finding our form here. Uh, I'm excited. Crazy week all around. Uh, Was it? I don't watch the news. Ha ha ha. What? It's like that's the point of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, for those that are just starting, we're going to take each week of news and I'm going to pitch Ankit stories and headlines because uh, I'm the type of person that reads the news a lot. Ankit doesn't really read the news, tries to stay, uh, tries to keep his brain um, as uncluttered as possible by these kind of things. And I'm going to try to do the same. And then we're going to try to figure out if that headline slash story is news or noise. Trump rescinds protections for uh, transgender students in public schools. This was a Obama administration rule that went into effect. Uh, there's been some litigation in the courts, but Trump has just rescinded the, the, uh, the, the order entirely. Uh, um, I guess that's news. It affects point. Zero 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 one percent of the population, but injustice somewhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I've heard, so I'm gonna say it's news. Agreed. It's a classic culture war thing, but it's not 1990 anymore. I'm always thinking back in the day with these kind of stories. Remember when we were worried that like Britney Spears was like showing too much skin? Yeah, remember I remember. I, I, I was never worried about any such thing, but I do remember people being outraged. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is way worse than the, that sort of thing because people are actually being oppressed in this case, but I just feel like the outrage is coming from the same place. All right, so uh, along the same lines, Caitlyn Jenner tweets, Trump, call me. You said that you would uh, protect transgender rights. News or noise, Anchor? Ooh, that's a juicy one. Uh, I don't know. That's weird, dude. I know, but I heard about it so much. That's crazy. So Caitlyn Jenner is probably the most famous transgender human on the planet. Funny, quick side, quick side note. We were just at uh, a place near our work. Uh, it's called Campio, and you've been there. There's this really tall, like very good-looking blonde woman who was a bartender there, and one, you know, my coworkers was like. She's definitely a trans. I was like, what? I've, I've never thought about that ever. Like, I've never seen a good-looking woman, and just because she was, like, tall, thought she was transgender. Is that something people do? Uh, no, I think that person was, uh, whoever that was, let's, uh, let's was... not name them because they would be embarrassed. Okay, well, it was Stan, so. Oh, well, yeah, I kind of understand it coming from Stan. Yeah. <laughs> I understand he would, that, that's the kind of thing he might think be thinking about. Yeah. She can't be tall and taller than me, right? Well, yeah. Uh, wow, I guess just about every woman Stan meets must be transgender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially in Sweden. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I agree that's noise, uh, and that's about as much as I want to talk about that. Uh, Tom Perez has been elected the uh, president, the, the chair of the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. Mm-hmm. News or noise? Yeah. I have no idea who that is. The DNC is, uh, should be on a hiatus till 2018 for all, you know, intents and purposes. So I, I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, Tom Perez, uh, a Clintonite, 
Uh, he was part of the cabinet of uh, the Clintons. Uh, so we're going backwards now. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. So, so this is this is what it was. I mean, th- this was sort of the Bernie Hillary fight all over again. That was the idea. Was who's going to control the party? The the Hillary Clinton wing of the Democratic of uh, Democratic Party or the Bernie wing? The Bernie wing being represented by Keith Ellison, who uh, is a, is a much more um, you know leftist progressive sort of character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't not you didn't hear the, anything about this. No, that's, that's not good. that the DNC chair isn't important because I'm sure it's a very important position that helps Americans achieve whatever they want to achieve. But I'm going to throw out three names, and you're going to tell me news or noise, okay? All right. And the ahead. and the and the topic is 2020. Enough said, right? Right. Number one, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, noise. Noise. Mark Cuban. Noise. Bernie Sanders. I'm seeing a pattern here. It's noise. Bernie Sanders. They're all noise. It's all noise? Sweet. Kanye West? The basis of what I was thinking was anyone that's thinking about the 2020 election right now is out of their mind. And that's the definition of what we're trying to not do on this podcast is focus on the 2020 election. So many things are going to happen between now and 2020 that talking about the election at this point is is just it's it's a meaningless exercise. Thank you. I think you're right and I'm an idiot. Let's move on. Uh I also just want to correct myself that Tom Perez was also the Secretary of Labor under Obama. Um yeah, I I believe that in general this was a vastly overplayed story but it was just kind of something that was happening and there was some drama, but the DNC is kind of like a fundraising thing. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party, you have no real power over what your individual members of Congress do as the DNC chair. You're yeah. sort of when you're out of the when you're out of power and you're the DNC chair or the RNC chair, your job is just to try to recruit and elect your party up and down the ballot. Now, it would be great if the Democrats could get somebody that could do that job since we suck at it. But, I mean, I don't really care who it is. I'm sure that whoever leads it is sort of, sort of they're going to be under the same pressures that every other previous DNC chair was. The Democrats had a really bad one, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was just like completely in the bag for Hillary. But, again, we're spending too much time on these yeah. headlines. S- s- saying Democrats suck at, you know, just basic politics is very, very insulting to the word suck and prostitutes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, everyone that ran for the DNC chair said that we have to focus up and down the ballot. It was just, how, it's obvious, but we just don't do Florida? it. Name, talk about the, name ID yeah, and Trump and yeah. Trump won? He was an idiot. I, Anyone I think, who listens... Yeah, but if like if Hillary had won, maybe then he wouldn't have won. But if Trump win, Trump wins, he's already the incumbent and he has the name ID. It was kind of a, he was kind of in the bag. The idea that he wasn't going to run was silly. They had to be like, come on, Marco, like you, you're going to win this. Yeah. Pretty, you could win this even if Hillary wins. Just a question. Name one CEO that would make, or just a famous person, who I would know, who would make a great uh, DNC chair because the DNC chair is basically just a chief strategist, right? It's I, like I you've got. There are lots of other people in the pa- in in the party power structure that are probably at least as important or more important 
then Tom Perez. Barack Obama being one, Nancy Pelosi. Basically, all elected and former elected leaders are more important than the DNC chair. He's just the guy that's doing it full time. I, I, I don't want to break into barriers, but let's get Obama up in there. Yeah, he would or never Ma- do that. It's a thankless job. What about Michelle? Michelle doesn't want to doesn't want to do that kind of stuff. I don't even think Michelle like really ever wanted to be in politics. What about Malia and Sasha? What about Bo? Anyone? Let's get an Obama up in that position. I, I think a Bo would be a great candidate. I do too. He's going to what? He's going to be a VC and he's going to try to be a minority owner in an NBA team. He just signed a $65 million book deal. Yeah. Now, that's not really going to crack the t- 10% of an NBA team, unfortunately, these days. No. Since he's got to take $30 million from uh, Michelle, since it's that's for both of them. Right. Definitely not the Bulls, right? Because the Bulls, they, he wouldn't buy any team but the Chicago Bulls. Because yeah. he's from Chicago. And the Bulls are definitely worth, like, a cool $2 billion. Yeah, he doesn't really have a shot at that. I mean, I've always thought, like, yeah, if I was – even if if you could just get into the club, eventually you can, like, make a trade with – like, if if you're already an NBA owner of, like, whatever team, and then the, the, the team in the city that you're associated with becomes available, you can just yeah. sort of, like – sell your team and then trade to get your team like it's just better to get a team than to not have a team that's but, true but name one thing that's better than owning an nba team owning any major sports franchise is the greatest thing ever no but like owning an nfl team is not the same as owning a fucking basketball team. why because you can sit courtside yeah exactly that that's exactly the reason <laughs> you yeah can but sit courtside and you get to see lebron james Two times a year. Possibly. You get to have your box in the, in the NFL, and they show you on the telecast freaking every single game. <laughs> every, every play. Do no, we I really mean, need to – I don't care what Jerry Jones is doing. I'm sorry. I, can, I don't care who's no, in but the box. I, I don't dis- care anything I, about Jerry Jones. I disagree. I need to see every dance move Steve Ballmer has in his arsenal okay, after Steve every Ballmer. Clipper dunk. That is like – monumental for my life do you remember like two weeks ago when arsenal had to go and play this like third rate soccer team on their home court i didn't know they did pitch. that it was okay amazing it would be like if like the yankees went and played at like a minor league teams but it was a real game oh that's, that's like hilarious. the way they do it overseas it was you awesome. know what that's like if you play like ncaa anything football and you start as a really shitty team and you like set your schedule up in a year or so to play like the number one team in the country in your place all right that was a fun aside <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's talk about a, a shooting in kansas Ankit. that sounds Ooh, didn't uh, hear about it doesn't yeah. sound good yeah it you didn't hear about it and you should have, and a lot of people should have, but it was because a white guy in a bar uh, started shooting at uh, two Indian engineers for Garmin. Uh, I, he uh, told them to get out of his country, and it's being investigated for a hate crime. Investigated for a hate He's being invested. How is he not in prison already, number one? Two, I, I did hear that. I just thought, and I'll tell you who told me my mother and i'll tell you why she told me because she was worried about me going out and getting shot for being indian i was like okay 
but that it's um it's obviously news but it's noise like let's let's be let's let's all take a deep breath i'm indian no one should be more offended than i am you know that that's another funny thing about america these days right it's like stuff that's that happens to people of your skin color and white people freak out more than you do it's crazy that's absurd white people are really good at getting pissed off yeah other people's oppression we're really good at that it's it's like the i i don't even have a, a term for it but i find it hilarious do you i i don't think a lot of uh it's not a very consistent thing but obviously it gets a lot of news coverage every time like a guy wearing a turban gets shot or any like indian students get shot but you know there let me let me just say this black people have it much worse much much worse so I, I don't want to say I like, agree that you should still go that, about that. your life and not let people terrorize you, but I think this is a news. I think it's news. How so? I just it's it's one example of the fact that there's been a rise in nationalistic racist Indian behavior. People have been getting shot all the time. It's a, it's not a new thing and it's not a, like a it's not like they're getting shot more now than they were before. But I, I will say it is uh, it signifies you know the rise in hate crimes. I don't even know if that's true, or if just the media is focusing on hate crimes. If someone could discern that point, that would be fantastic. It has hate crimes gone up year over year, or is the media just choosing to focus on hate crimes because Trump is president? I would well, love to believe the first, but I don't know. Well, I do know because there were there have been several uh, press conferences about this in the last few months, and uh, the numbers depend on which month we're in. But uh, mm -hmm. back in uh, November, there was a, a press conference saying that hate crimes were up 27% over the year before. Uh, now, this recently this week, there was another one, and mm -hmm. the, now they're saying it's a 42% jump in hate crime complaints. Uh, there have been, there's been a wave of, uh, um, what's the word? Vandalism, uh, at Jewish cemeteries across the country. There have been bomb threats called in Jewish community centers. There's been just all kinds of crazy things going on. And it's just, it's going up. Like it's, it, this is like a documented I, thing now. Yeah. Just, uh, not to nitpick, but mm -hmm. what are, do you have like the aggregate number of claims? Well, what's that based on? Because not every police that, department releases those numbers. Right. So, like, so, this is New York City I'm talking about, and that's also, the, they're the ones releasing their data. Okay, cool. And also, I would like to know what was the rate of increase before that. Just, just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a beef here. I'm not trying to prove a point, but I'm saying that's how you should analyze these statistics, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, 25% off of what number? I understand. This, so, right. And, and also, was, is, has it been going up 25% for years? Right. No, and no, no, no. Well, I, I, again, I I feel like I would have read that in one of these articles that okay. it's been going up for a while. Uh, so like here, here's just an article that I pulled up before before we started. Uh, hate complaints in New York State typically average about 16 a month and were on decline last year. Since the election, numbers have doubled, according to Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. So 32 hate complaints a month. Yeah. In a city of no, that's for the state. 12. So that that's again. So that's not a lot. I understand. Yeah, uh, and I, hate I, crime I, is always kind of a thing that, but it, it's just like 
anytime you're committing crimes because you're you're ba- I mean basically hate crimes are terrorism. They we just right. call it a different thing. So if there's an increase in like racist domestic terrorism, it's cause for concern. I'm not saying we should all freak out, but we have to realize that we elected racist president and oh, a lot of people if, feel if, emboldened to do things. Yeah, that was that's definitely true. No one's arguing that we, you know, if is Trump is racist or not, I firmly stand in the yes, he's very he's very, 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 very racist. But like let's all like we we it's it's not as big of a deal as people might make it out to be. But I will say this. It is it's closer than most of our other topics. It's closer because oh, I, I just hate any time we get into these situations where like s- such a small number of instances get such big play. It's You're just right. piss, it pisses me off. It, it doesn't make As any percentage, sense. Yeah, it's just like we were talking about with like we always talk about with all these kind of things. Like we talked about with uh, with Tesla last week, where there were three fires. With Tesla. So you're looking at a right. small sample size against a much larger population and you're trying to say that there's a huge change. If right. it doubles from 16 to 32, I understand. But all right. So, right. The population how big a deal is this? No, it's not a huge deal on an aggregate level, but it's news. Yeah. I, okay, I right. Think. Just to put it in perspective, the population of New York is like what? I don't know, 20 something million? It's a lot. Right? Yeah. So, right. And yeah. compare that to how many, how many times do you see another person? Right, multiply that out, and you, there's probably like 18 trillion times you interact with someone, and 32 of those interactions are quote unquote maybe hate crimes. Yes. Let's, in, if let's, you looked in the look, aggregate at all crime, like hate crime, like would not even move the needle in terms of like how safe or unsafe we are. Exactly. Let's talk about guns. Let's talk about stuff that's actually killing people. You know, like instead of focusing on the hate aspect, let's focus on, hey, why did that dude have a gun? Point taken. Right. Let's move on. Um, Sweden has reinstituted conscription because of Russian fears. They have reinstituted the draft. Oh, boy. What's Sweden going to do in any world war setting? Not much. They don't have a very large army. They're not a part of NATO. Right. Uh it's kind of interesting why they're not. It's a long story, but they kind of—I feel like they kind of should be. Yeah, they're I'm looking at the map of the world right now just to see where Sweden is. Yeah, you know where it is. Come on. I know exactly where it is. They got Finland between them and Russia. What are they worried about? Yeah, I mean the Finns did a pretty decent job last time they were invaded by Russia, but they still got taken over pretty damn easily. Yeah. Oh my uh, God, these these maps are so inaccurate. It's unbelievable. <laughs> You've seen that West Wing episode, right, where Africa is a bigger, than, I mean, smaller than Greenland, which right, makes no right. fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might buy an upside-down map and hang it in my wall. Uh, something that uh, you have more in, more. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, did you wanted to get an upside-down map? Yeah, and hang it on my wall, just like so, like everything is that's north is south and vice versa. Yeah, the West, uh, the West Wing is changing my life. That's what I'm trying. That to say. was I'm, a lot of people remember that episode. It's crazy, but it's, it's just a, one of those things. It's just a really interesting idea. Fucking Aaron Sorkin, man, he just knows. He knows these things. 
right, keep going. I, I have a I have a rant about uh, Moneyball in my back pocket, but I think I'm gonna save it. Even though it's Oscars, I'm just not gonna uh-huh. use it. I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna talk about it. Uh, okay. So that was your that was your uh, maybe I'll write an article. Ha ha ha. Something oh. that you're a little more uh, the expert in these days. Uh, let's Ooh. talk about Snap. Snap crack one pop. They IPO'd today. Yeah, it was uh probably the. So for those of you that don't know, Snapchat is a company that lost $500 million last year and is currently valued at close to $30 billion. Two of the douchiest fucking 20-year-olds are like the CEO and CFO of Snapchat, and they're both worth a cool 3 to $4 billion today. And they're 26. Well, the CEO is 26, which is how old I am. Which is not a very good feeling. Yeah, this guy Evan Spiegel is everybody's just really, really. He, he's just he's being worshipped at this point. Is he this, really? This company. Is he... I, he's just everywhere. It's just like it's part of whenever there's a, a roadshow for like a big company, and mm-hmm. you know Snap has been reasonably innovative in their field. Uh, Kappa Sigma, to say you know, uh, got. Uh, Podcast listeners, uh, Ankit and I are members of Kappa Sigma. Yep. So, you know, Evan Spiegel and I are pretty close friends. He's going to make a donation to my chapter. Yeah. When we open a bar, he's going to finance it. Yeah, of course. Uh, so what what can we say about this? Uh, noise. Noise, yeah, noise, not, noise. Not that important, right? We're, we'll see yeah. where, where the company is a year from now or even like three months from now. Right. The price. Yeah, the, the, we won't really talk about the price movement. Not important. Yeah, um, but the, but the company, you know, it's a it's a shitty company. They don't make any money, nor do they plan on making money in the next five years. So I thought know, it was pretty it, interesting. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, keep on. I thought it was pretty interesting uh, that their strategy is not sort of the Facebook, Twitter strategy from 2013. Like we're just going to go all over the world and go with user growth as our metric. They want to be measured uh, on an average revenue per user metric. They want to concentrate on large ad markets like the U.S. and Europe. Yeah. What do you think of that strategy as opposed to the uh, the take over the world strategy? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example of some, of like how absurd some people are when it comes to like just self-awareness. Self-awareness is a trait I value deeply. Okay, I like people who are self-aware. So I, th- he's a rookie right now, but or uh, he was two years ago. This kid named Chris Dunn, you've never heard of him. He graduated from some, you know, uh, D1 school, and before the draft, they ask him, "Who do you compare yourself to? Who, who you know, who resembles your game?" And he says, "Kevin Durant." Hmm. Right? That's the most absurd answer I've ever heard right he doesn't have a jump shot and that's it if you don't have a jump shot you can't compare yourself to kevin durant right snapchat ceo was asked the other day before the company's ipo what would you say is the primary product of your company and he said we are a camera company what does that mean i still don't understand why they said that what it's it's like it, English. It, it, they're not a camera company. It doesn't make sense. They don't sell it, cameras. What does that it, mean? It, 
how could you pot? I mean, which is worse? Some dude without a jump shot calling himself Kevin Durant or Snapchat calling themselves a camera company? I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't be using my brain power on this, but I just exactly. don't understand. Hey, so Why that's the guy. Like- these are the people you, these are the people who are worth $4 billion in our world. Yeah. What is going on? Uh, yeah. What 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 has happened? I don't know. Where and did we go wrong? He's twenty six year old. He's twenty six. Uh, you know who he's engaged to? Some supermodel. I don't even want to talk about this kid. All right, fine. I'm done. We're done. Snapchat is a public company. The only thing I will say is that I'm just glad they're public. All of these companies should just go public so that we can stop talking about them being private. And if yeah. there's a bubble, it will be easy. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's just better if it's spread among more people. Let me I'm tell you the companies about, all these, about these, all these Uber, all these unicorns that we just, these valuations are getting out of control. So like the, yeah, the companies that are really good, I think that are private right now. And there's only really one of them is Airbnb. I respect Airbnb. I'm, I'm not sold on Uber yet. I think they're, I think there's a lot of landmines, but they'll eventually figure it out. But Airbnb, very genuinely good product. What's, uh, what, what's your, yeah, what, why Airbnb, I guess? Because there are plenty of landmines with Airbnb. There are, but it's just, I've, I've used it a couple of times, and they just, I don't know, maybe they just have better PR people. I just don't ever see them that negatively in the news or as much as I see Uber. And they don't face as many regulatory, you know, overheads as Uber does. It's a yeah, we we that that's an interesting idea because I think it, it, we live in New York, a place where it would be great if it was easier to use Airbnb, but also yeah. it would be really really bad if everybody could just buy a property or, or like rent out. If you just, if I just like would lease five different apartments and then just Airbnb them all, I, that's generally like a bad idea. I shouldn't be able yeah. to do that. Yeah, I I actually stayed at a Airbnb in Atlanta recently. Where the dude basically rented out the, you know, he owns like 18 condos in the same building and he Airbnbs them all, all the time. That's his business. And he just, he does pretty well. So he's just like a middleman. He just, he turned a, a condo building into a hotel. Basically. And he's the middleman. I'm not sure if that's like a good use of resources, honestly. But, I don't I know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's looking for tenants and if he can't find them in the meantime, why not? You know, they're just sitting there. I mean, my parents are thinking about buying a house. You know, it's really hard to find good real estate near New York, right? So yeah. we're thinking about a little farther out and Airbnb. Like if it's near the beach in Long Island, we can Airbnb it for a couple of weeks in the summer. And then we could uh, make up for like the property taxes or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's all part of this just renting economy, right? It's like you don't have to own things anymore. Right. And, you know, I, I guess the Internet... Like the main way the internet changed the game is basically you don't need a lot of startup costs, and that's what's great about Airbnb and Uber. Uber, they're they're just you know they still have some hurdles, which is hopefully they'll be able to get because they're they're a pretty good product too. Uber's killing the New York City taxi scene, by the way, just yeah, murdering. Yeah, they, they it. all are, but that that was yeah. just ripe for disruption. Right. For a really long time. I, I actually think it'd be great if, like, if you're the Lyft CEO right now, you want to go public. You want to go public before Uber, not after, I think. I, I think that's, like, that's probably a good idea because whoever goes first and then they eventually they're just going to get slammed. 
You'd rather yeah, be you're, public, right? Yeah, if you're the shittier company, you want to go first, not second, because once, like, because it's not a perfect, you know, industry yet. So you want you want to you're gonna you stand more to gain than Uber does. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I would say my favorite private companies are. Well, we talked about SpaceX. That's kind of a gimme, right? Yeah. Um, I like Slack. You, we couldn't get you to use Slack, but I like it. Yeah. The uh, ability to cha- share large files, that's a bit, that's a big value. I'll give it that. If they go public, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of not really that. I, uh, I don't know. DraftKings, that, that company just prints money, so. I wish I could have bought some DraftKings stock. I would love for them to go public. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, let's, also, shout, quick shout out uh, to Palantir. If you've never heard of them, they're a big yeah. data company and they're number one in the field. I'm really against big data, but it's probably going to be the future, or else everyone tells me it's the future. So, but which probably means it won't be the future. But I, I you know, read something about them. Maybe they're dope. Palantir. Very, very interesting story. Uh, do you know who the largest shareholder in Palantir is? Is it the dude that found PayPal? Is that it right? is one of the dudes that founded PayPal. It's the yeah. one that's a Trump supporter. It's Peter Thiel. Yay! Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I mean, Elon Musk was the one who found PayPal. Well, they, they were part of the PayPal mafia, quote-unquote, right? Okay. Yeah. I think, right? Peter Thiel was one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And he was one of Facebook's first investors. He wants to build cities on the ocean and... Wants to live forever. Cool guy. <laughs> Trump supporter, so boo. Well, cool guy, I'm, that was a joke. But he's kind of crazy, and he has like $3 billion. And he yeah. uh, put Gawker out of business. That was fun. That was He yeah. he, he was behind that thing. Oh, he Interesting was that guy. douche. Yeah, he's yeah, that, guy. that guy. And they have fuck like a lot guy. of contracts with the, the U.S. government and the, in the uh, intelligence community, uh, Department of Defense. Like they're really in like that area. They're kind of like... They're like this version, this like this generation's like Lockheed or IBM. They're like that kind of thing. Okay, how many books of... are, yeah, how many books are going to be written on the stem of talent or like the branches of talent that have stemmed from PayPal? It's and just like, a really oh. interesting company, but I guess just it's just one of those things, right? They, yeah. They were all like, you know, yeah, it's all they, luck, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, but they one... they just seem like they were generally like smart people that were kind of innovative and then they kind of got lucky and instead of being like Mark Cuban and buying a basketball team, they like did a lot of other things with it, which is kind of cool when they got lucky. Yeah. So that's good. Good for them. Yep. Ankit, uh, U.S. jobless claims are at their lowest levels in 44 years. Jobs! Exclamation part. I don't know. What it, I, I, I guess that means... I Something. think that cat doesn't have a job, though. The yeah. It's in my, my house. What could cats do in our economy? We should tax dogs. If we tax dogs, that'd be sick. If we could uh, put all the cats in the country to work, it'd be good for the yeah. economy. That's true. They would eat all the rats, then there'd be no more rats. That'd be sick. There's definitely a sharing economy app for cats, right? <laughs> yeah. They'll, like, bring you a cat to, like, play with. <laughs> I guarantee you that exists. I, cat, who wants to play with cats? That cats don't do shit. You I don't want to get into a discussion about cats and dogs because yes, you rant. do. No, that's a rant for another time. 
right. I want to stay focused. I could spend hours talking about that. Okay, breaking news. The Golden State Warriors have lost their first back-to-back games in like a year. Wow. Let's let's talk about it. Durant was out again? No. So you don't know. Durant's out four weeks. Wow. And and he's not out four weeks as in like he'll be back after four weeks. It's basically they're going to reevaluate him after four weeks Hmm. to see if he's out for the rest of the year. So there's actually a very decent chance Kevin Durant is done for the remainder of this season. Here's my question. News or noise, the Warriors will not make it to the finals. Is is this like a real concern? Even without Durant, can they make it to the finals? Uh, I mean, it's 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 not good, right? I mean, they gave up all of their depth and like a lot of their chemistry from last year to sign Durant, and yeah, if he's like not, I mean, they'll they're they'll still like be a big contender, but they could definitely. I feel like it's 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 a huge blow to lose like the second or third best player in the league. Exactly. I just right. did one of those things where I asked you a question that I wanted to answer myself. Yeah, right. Go. Yeah. What's, <laughs> did I did I give the right answer? I'm pretty no, sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The Warriors basically mortgaged everything to get Kevin Durant because they gave up a lot of their pieces, like most Bates and uh, Bogut and uh, another name, but I forget. But basically, this was their guy. Like, I mean, obviously, he's the second best player in the league. But the Warriors are still good, but they are not the same without Kevin Durant. They just lost all their depth, and now they lost, you know, their best player or second best, depending on how you see it. They're still going to be competitive, but they're if they fall to the two seed, they could possibly play the Thunder or the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have beat them twice already. They have ten losses on the year, and the Grizzlies have two of those. And they would play the Grizz, the Rockets, and then the Spurs. I mean, that's a really, really tough way, tough, you know, tough to get out of the West for them. And the Spurs are only probably like three games back after this loss. It's not looking good for the Warriors. But you know who it is looking good for? The fucking Cavs. The Cavs (laughs) are loaded. I'm so, everything is news. Bogut, great signing. Uh, Williams, fantastic signing. The Cavs are gonna, I'm so excited I can't even talk. It's news. Yeah, it's definitely uh, news. Everything like is it. coming up LeBron right now. Everything's coming up LeBron. Man, I mean, it's such a big roll of the dice if you're not LeBron and whether you're going to get injured. And, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. LeBron is like basically – I think he's just made That's up of nano robots that just like can continue to heal him. Yeah. So he can play the most minutes of the league and never get hurt. He has a catatonic chamber in his house. Do you know what that is? It's like a cooling thing where you basically you sit, you lie down in this thing, and it cools you to the point where your muscles recover faster. It's absurd. It's like straight out of a fucking, straight out of Avatar, basically. Hey, I mean, if you have a scientific approach to your, the care of your body, I, I'm telling yeah. you, I think LeBron is going to write a book about being the most healthy athlete ever. And Tom Brady's pretty close too. Tom Brady's like a vegan now or some shit. I don't know. He's, he's a whole 
He like doesn't eat sugar, doesn't drink alcohol. Every all these new wave of athletes really care about like nutrition. Yeah. They're like they're they're, they're getting a good rep. User noise, nutrition. Uh it's way 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 over. Some people care about it way too much. Gwyneth I Paltrow agree. is a complete fraud. And <laughs> this whole like goop thing and like uh, just it's really annoying. But I, I I never hear LeBron talk about what he eats. I, I hear all about like the things he does to take care of his body. And I'm sure he's not eating like bad foods. He's eating right. like the best quality foods out there. But yeah. he, and also like in terms of their that what they have to do for conditioning, it's no it's no comparison between LeBron and, and Tom Brady, right? Right. It's not even like they're not even in, they're not even on the same planet in terms of what they have to do to prepare for games. Right. What does it say about Tom Brady that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever and he's still not the most popular athlete in the United States? It says a lot, but like, ah, just, God, let, let's do a podcast about how, how much I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, he sucks. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. And it's all Belichick and it's not, it's Brady is like, whatever. He's, he's, he's okay. He fits yeah. well within the system. He's smart. He does his job. He's got he's got nerves of steel. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a I'm, I'm, I'm a hater. Whatever. I'm sure he's 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 still great, but he's no Aaron Rodgers. So that's Aaron Rodgers' greatest quarterback to ever play, ever. Yeah, it's it it's really hard for me to have discussions with people about sports if they don't agree with that, because. <laughs> <laughs> It's so obvious that that, yeah. that, that, that Aaron Rodgers is just a, a, an athlete without equal yeah. at, at yeah, the quarterback I'm, position. Right. I'm reading uh, Bill Simmons' big book of basketball, and in it he basically says, like, either you have to agree that The Wire is the greatest drama series ever, or you have to go watch The Wire and then agree with me that it's the greatest drama series ever, or we can't have a discussion about TV shows. Yeah, it's like so you, we're just not even talking. We're, we haven't established the facts of the arguments. Right, yeah. We can't talk about anything if we can't even – we can't agree on facts, right? We can't, if right, we can't we, agree we on don't, facts, what can we do? Yeah, we have, we have no baseline. You're wrong, I'm right, that's it. All right, so that, that's good. Let, let's pivot to the Oscars because the uh, the Wire never won an Emmy, I believe. It Am did I right not. about that? You are right, 100%. it's the greatest show of all time. Uh, just like the consensus best show that everybody talks about when they talk about great TV. Okay, uh, so there's there's two. All right, there's two real camps. Uh, The Sopranos and The Wire are the two, and people could put Breaking Bad in there right now. Uh, I think people will do that. Yeah, I think they time. can. Yeah. So you're obviously going The Wire. I haven't seen The Wire, but. I, I don't want to argue with Bill Simmons right now, so I'll say The Wire as well. It's also it's the the Big Book of Basketball is kind of like a comedy book too, right? Yeah, they, it's they, a great read. Yeah, Ankit, uh, listeners, Ankit uses my Amazon Prime account, so I know like everything he buys on Amazon, which is kind yeah. of a crazy like superpower to have about somebody. I just like get emails all the time about what Ankit's doing. I have like surveillance over one person. Very yeah, it's crazy how many books I'm reading now, though. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's ridiculous. I can't yeah. believe the number of books this guy is, you know, plowing through right now. I've read more books in the last year and a half than I've read probably in my entire life before that. I'm still books are so good. 
books are good, man. I'm just, yeah. I'm really like plowing. It's taken me just forever to get through uh, Strategy of History, which you should read. Great book. Ooh. Very interesting. Dope. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a book exchange. I'll yeah. give you one of mine. You give me one of yours. Yeah, you give me like your entire library. I have like five books maybe that you can read. <laughs> I'm on right, a like, cool. very small bookshelf. All right, so, the Oscars. Yeah. There are two stories. Who won which Oscar? And then there is the envelope gate or whatever the hell you want to call it. And Ugh. I just want to say I fell into the trap with the envelope. Mm. I spent a good 24 hours really heavily considering how this was a conspiracy. And then I realized mm. that, again, I have a podcast where I'm not supposed to care about this stuff. And then right. I stopped caring about it because it doesn't matter. Here, but, Here's a good uh, rule of thumb. How many secrets do me and you have that nobody else knows? A fair amount. I, I don't know. Not many, but some. Some. How many secrets do you have with three or four other people that no one else knows? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Exactly. Like, there's there's In lots order of people, pull- they have to keep a secret. There's no law that prevents them from telling people that there's a secret. A secret cannot be kept by that large number of people. It is literally impossible. Yeah, unless you have like the the arm of the state like preventing you because uh yeah, that dog doesn't have a job either. Yeah. Is that LeBron? That is LeBron. LeBron. You want me to go quiet him down? I just want him to get a job. Yeah, you should and pay taxes. Yeah. But more importantly pay taxes. For sure. Yeah. Because LeBron LeBron's a talented dog. I feel like he could get some things done. Yeah. Uh, think... Alright, so I've accepted that, it, that it's not a conspiracy, that they just screwed up. Originally I thought, why would they have more than one envelope for each award? Like, why? how, are there more than one, how is there more than one card that says Emma Stone La La Land on it? But I just accepted that that's part of their system. I just think it's a stupid system, but whatever. I guess if they lost the envelope, it would be bad, but I don't know. They don't show anybody the cards on TV, except for this one time. But, alright. So, do you care about any Oscars that were won or lost? I care about the Muslim dude winning, only because I picked him to win. Funny story. So, at my gym downstairs, they have like a back room now where they hold events, and every time there's like a big event that everyone cares about, they like have a little party or whatever. So there was an Oscar party, and I really gave no shits. But my mom RSVP'd us because she always RSVPs us because there's free food. Because that's what my mom does. And I went there and there was a sheet basically of, you know, like when you go to the Super Bowl, there's a bunch of like prop things that you could select. You know, if you go to a Super Bowl watching party. Sure. It was like it was like that. But for the Oscars, so basically every award and just the act of me. Filling that out, no, no buy-in, no nothing, but there was like some prize that I didn't even care about. I think it was like free bowling. I don't even give a shit about bowling. But just the act of me picking those things made me watch the entire Oscars. I was just in. From the first moment on, I was in. And all that, all it took was a fucking sheet where I had to pick stuff. So, and I, and I was invested. That's the magic all of gambling. Yeah. But I had, I was, it was so bad. I'm such a simpleton. I think, uh, Kevin, I don't know if it's Kevin Wright, he's the dude on Fox Sports 1, he would call me a charlatan. 
which is a good word. It's a good way to call someone an idiot without calling them an idiot. Call them a charlatan. Yeah, but that's not what that's not what charlatan means. That's the way I use it, and I'm sticking with it. All right, your use of language, as always, is unique. Uh, yeah, Mahershala Ali was the lock of all locks, except for Viola Davis, who was also the lock of all locks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see all the movies, but Remy Danton, as I like to call him, because that's the first role I ever saw him in, that uh. guy is a star from now forward. He's going to be everywhere, Ankit. You mark my words. Okay, I'll everywhere. hold you to that. He is a great, we have, great, great actor. We and have you on the record, as they say. I am on the record that he is. He will be everywhere. He was already in two Oscar movies because he was also yeah. had a minor role in Hidden Figures. He will either get his own TV show in the next two years, or he will star in, uh, or he will become a member of the Avengers, or he will be get some kind of Marvel or Star Wars love, or he will be in like three more like you know highbrow movies in the next two years. The cast of uh, Avengers is already set, bro, so I don't think that's happening. Maybe he'll be a Marvel dude. Well, like in the Brie Larson isn't Brie Larson in um she got cast in Wonder Woman. It's not it's not Marvel, it's that's DC, but Wait, wait, Brie Larson is I think she's Mrs. Marvel or Mr. Marvel. Or oh, whatever. all right. So I got that wrong. It's it's actually yeah. it's uh Robin Wright who I was thinking of, but she didn't want to ask her. But yeah, so Brie Larson is a Marvel character. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. Basically, that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel, whatever they're calling yeah. her. I think they're calling her Captain Marvel. Which is basically Superman, but Marvel Superman. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, but I'm just saying, like that guy, he is. Like, all right, you're on the record, his, bro. That you're this on the this was if anybody is because I mean Casey Affleck like has some has a lot of baggage now, which I didn't even know about. Oh, did I knew you, about that. Did you? Yeah, I, I don't Dude, know, Dude, ask any white girl about Casey Affleck. They flip a shit. It's I just, cannot believe that. Like, I just, it just totally, until like the day of the Oscars, I did not know that. that he yeah, if you, had if you want to know anything about, cases. right, if you want to know anything about any celebrity, just ask a random white girl. Just bring up Jameis Winston and they'll go on an 80 minute rant oh, about wow. Jameis Winston. Yeah. It was I, I I thought that Casey Affleck was like that was one of the best roles I've ever seen. But then I thought he wasn't <laughs> gonna win because he was up against Denzel and yeah, he's you can't two be domestic abuse cases and he ended up winning anyway. That was crazy. Yeah. Denzel should win it every year, right? With uh, what's his name, Leo. I I I mean, you didn't see Manchester by the Sea, but I did not. I'm sure Denzel was mostly just doing Denzel things. Mm-hmm. In fences, like he always does, but Casey Affleck was fucking phenomenal. So I'm just glad they it was a good performance that they picked, even though you know I, I, Denzel hasn't won in a while. But yeah, we should Meryl we should Street get hasn't won in a while either. So it's like a LeBron MVP. Let's just give him one. You know, give him another one. He's one of these in a days. Few years. He's gonna have to win one again, right? Right. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I don't know who's gonna get like. Well, hopefully he'll be he'll have like a really standout performance. But I right. feel like like. Denzel has just kind of settled into a rhythm, even though this was his like directorial debut, and he was yeah. like, on the stage. This was kind of like a different thing. I think he was might have been going for the for the Oscar this time. Yeah, I don't think he really cares about them. Fences was that was that was an Oscar fucking ploy. Yeah, right. I think it yeah, was. it has to be. All right, uh, news or noise? Get out. 
I know you've heard the hype around this movie. Yeah, I just think it's great. I mean, it's a it's a, the number one movie in America. People like it. On like a five million dollar budget or something, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, Moonlight wins Best Picture and Get Out has a ninety nine percent Rotten Tomatoes score and it's the number one movie in America. And that dude Keegan Peel, right? Yeah. Who everyone loves. I, I I think this is news. I think this movie's a game changer, and I haven't seen one second of it. And I already think it's a game changer. Yeah, I wish I'd been there. His name is Jordan Peele. Uh, the other guy is the key of Key and Peele. Keegan Michael Key. He is Jordan Peele. Uh, That's how yeah, much I, I know. Think, yeah, they're well, they're both they're both out there doing things. But uh, that's when you make when you make a lot of money in a movie, you get a long leash. You get to do whatever you want. When was the last time a horror movie was the number one movie in America? Oh, I think it was. I mean, I the know. Shining. I know that. Um, I always say the happening because I'm an idiot. The Conjuring made absurd, okay. absurd buckets of money, and oh, no, scared the no, crap no, no. out of me. But I'm what sure there've been others. No, no, the Paranormal Activity wasn't that number one at some point. The the first one. Yeah, I mean, not, actually, not... like compared to other horror movies, this didn't even do that well. Like, really? I'm seeing like fifty million dollars. I'm going to say The Conjuring made like $150 million. What, in the first week? Uh, good point. But I think 50, you make – oh, okay, okay. Well, I was way off. It's $318 million. Okay. But, for uh, Get Out. No, for, for The Conjuring. Lifetime. Not Lifetime just... gross. It opened yeah. – uh, it grossed 41.9. So, yeah, all right. That's not bad, actually. Get right, Out well, yeah, might be uh, on its way to a huge box office. See, Made 180 a, million overseas. I don't know. I have a theory about uh, movies like Get Out. Because like, there's not a lot of... Uh, they don't have a, a lot of promotion like a Marvel movie does. So they actually tend to do much better like as they go on. Like Marvel movies, they do really well for two or three weeks. And then there's a significant drop-off where something like a Get Out could keep it going for like seven or eight straight weeks just because like people don't really see it until much later because they don't know about it until a little bit later it's a good point i mean i'm just hearing about it now right i'm just hearing it's the first time i knew that it got 99 percent on rotten tomatoes and that it made this yeah. much money but we should go watch it yeah, yeah i'd go see it for sure yeah i want to watch it before next week's pod i want to have a real hot take yeah, you got a good idea all right i'm writing it down you can pencil me in to see get out this week Two different stories about Uber in the last two weeks. Uh, one was a, uh, a disgruntled uh, female employee. Uh, disgruntled, uh, she was sexually harassed up and down that organization. And uh, she wrote a very damning uh, news story about it, uh, article about it, uh, even though she had an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, which is uh, pretty brave. And they got a lot of bad press about that. And then this week, the CEO was caught on camera uh, getting into an argument with an Uber driver who was saying that they were cutting their prices and he got really mad and said that uh, basically that he had to take responsibility for his own action, for his own shit, basically is what he said. And he sounded the, like a little bitch, the CEO. Yeah. Uh, for and, those uh, of you that yeah, don't, well. yeah, the, for the, first of all, the Uber CEO is a complete bitch. Which is one of the reasons it's not my lock as a private company, you know what I mean? He is a complete fucking dirtbag. He just got lucky with a great idea. 
Um, the first one I think is hard news. I mean, noise. I don't think sexual harassment cases tank companies. They don't. They they always they always that's the point, right? Yeah, they always settle out of court, and it never really gets into something. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Um, the second one, like, if you read one article about the CEO, and you know he's a complete dirtbag. He just he's it's not that he's a not a good person. It's just he's a terrible person. It's, it was such a classic video because he's riding in the back seat with like two girls on either side in an Uber, <laughs> and then like it's 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 a six minute video. You should watch it. I mean, the guy like is just saying they're talking about this the the Uber black service. Yeah. And, uh, they're just getting they just get into an argument, but obviously like Uber drivers are disgruntled. Uh, yeah. I mean, good on him for using his own company since I'm sure this was bound to happen eventually. Right. But also, that was a terrible idea because I'm sure this was bound to happen eventually. Also, just I just want to do a little fact fact uh, exploration for the people out there who think Uber drivers kill it. You know how those commercials say, oh yeah, everybody needs a, a side hustle, do Uber, right? I don't know if you watch enough TV oh, to yeah, see that sure. commercial. Yeah, that's what they want everyone to do. They don't want like full-time riders. They want people to accept like very small wages because it's their side job. It, it's not even that. You cannot work part-time Uber and make money. It's impossible. You have to pay $700 a month for insurance. Wow. You and cannot that's, And that's make... on top of your – you have to like basically – you have to own the car too, right? Okay. Here's how Uber works. Here's Uber's business, business model. They take on no liability, they make you pay insurance, and they take, uh, I believe, 30% of whatever you make. Crazy. Yeah. We lost our and delivery that- guy at work because he's going to go work for Uber. And what he told me is that they promised that he was going to make six grand in his first month and that they were going to help him finance his Toyota. And I was like, wow, they really, they're getting a little sleazy. Because that's right. a ridiculous promise, and I'm sure there are just a million fine print characters. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if he gave him $6,000, because now he's in debt for the Camry or whatever, right? It's a lease, and, I think. I don't know. It's it, Right. I don't think but, he knows. Like, they, somebody just sold him on it. You know what I mean? And driving, like, I was talking to one of my Uber drivers who, who who's been doing it for, like, years, and he was like, you know, a couple of years ago, there weren't that many Uber drivers in New York, and it was great, right? Everyone was basically doing UberX, and you know, I, you in eight hours you'd make you know whatever two, three, four hundred dollars, and it'd be a great job. Now there's so many Uber drivers, it's basically a crowded trade, and the insurance is high, and now everyone's doing Uber Pool. He has to drive 13 hours a day to make the same 200. It's absurd. Two, he has to drive. Wait, to make $200? Yes. Oh, my God. That's real? Oh, wow. So, yeah. And when everyone... is this company going to fall apart? Because Uber doesn't even make money on their on their, their drives, on the rides. They lose money on every ride because they're subsidizing. Right, exactly. Uh, ridiculous. I mean, I'm not even talking about the company. Like, Pretty soon, people are going to realize driving for Uber is not a great idea. And so they'll stop 
start losing drivers, but there, there will there is like a supply and demand issue where it will reach equilibrium at some point. But yeah, I think Uberpool is just killing the Uber drivers, by the way. Yeah, and then I mean Uberpool is a fantastic deal. So oh, great for the consumer. I mean, are you? I I cannot believe how how cheap Uberpool is. Yeah, it's like three. It's like a third the price of a regular Uber for some stuff. Right, and most of the time they don't they you don't, don't pick, pick anyone else up. You exactly. just go. It's, it's ridiculous. Perfect. Yeah, I it's perfect. It's, I can't, I can't imagine, I cannot believe they're making, that they even think that they could possibly make money doing this. Yeah. It costs you like $5. It should be like a $20 fare sometimes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, alright, let's get serious, Ankit. It's time to talk about Trump and Russia again. Oh, real quick. Oh, Trump is not what? attending the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That is noise. I don't care. Not important. I w- I'm, aren't you going to miss Obama doing the White House Correspondents' Dinner, though? He was hilarious. He was so funny. I wish he would uh, do it anyway. It would be great if they invited him back and did, he did I'm it gonna, again. I, I, can't, I cannot list the number of things I'm going to miss about the Obama presidency. Oh, he's so funny. I mean, this was it's really interesting that Trump just tweeted and was like, oh, I'm not going to go because obviously it would have been a disaster. And there's no way that Trump knows how to tell jokes. But, yeah. all right, that's all I want to say. Um, all right. The Russia scandal, another week, another uh, another shoe drops, more articles are coming out. Um, it's it's mostly around Jeff Sessions this week, who is the attorney general, a former senator from Alabama. And uh, he was not going to um, recuse himself from the, these investigations which who the the chief of staff Frank Priebus has said that there are no investigations, but so he wasn't going to recuse himself from an investigation that apparently doesn't exist. But uh, the the Times, uh, no, sorry, the Washington Post came out with an article last night saying that uh, Sessions lied under oath to a question that Al Franken posed to him during his confirmation hearing. What the question was. Basically, what would you do if you found out that somebody in the Trump campaign had communicated with Russia? And he's a lawyer, so he should know not to answer something that's not the question. Right. During his answer, it was a pretty short answer, but he said that he personally did not have any contact with anyone from Russia. Ooh, spicy. And then it turns out that he had two meetings with the Russian ambassador one in his Ooh. office with his staff and one at the RNC. And so this kind of, this story kind of played out today because it broke last night. And so then, you know, sort of the normal kind of thing happens where different congressmen were tweeting he should resign or he should recruit himself or they were standing up for him saying it's not a big deal. Uh, Paul Ryan came to his defense saying unless he's the, the target of the probe that he shouldn't recuse himself. Trump was on an aircraft carrier today, like wearing a military jacket, and he, you know, so he didn't know what the hell was going on, so he just said that he thought that Sessions told the truth, but by like four o'clock, I think Sessions has said that he's going to recuse himself from any potential Russia inquiries. How many Uh, idiots are, how many charlatans are in the White House right now? It's amazing how many people in the Trump campaign, talk to people from Russia. They all did. Just already, since that happened, that was like, okay, well, it's been, we already have Flynn and Sessions. Who else was it? Turns out Jared Kushner was talking to people 
in the oh rest of Oh my god. I mean, it's everybody. They all did. I mean, it doesn't so far we don't have any hard evidence that they did anything wrong, but it's it's they're lying about it. Like why would Sessions say that he didn't do this? If if it was if it was no big deal, right? Yeah, this doesn't pass the noise test. This no one can be that stupid. Yeah. It's Oh my god. I'm like screaming into the microphone, but I just it's only been a week and another guy. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen next? Yeah, it's just DJ Khaled, right? Another one. Another one. Another uh, one. Oh. Yeah, yeah I this? mean, this 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 uh boulder is just rolling downhill. The Times yeah. had a story um that the Obama administration was trying to disseminate the information that they had about what the Trump administration did. Now, they didn't say what they did, but they, they right. didn't say what the actual information was because it's it's still classified. But what they that what they said, these people on that went on that didn't go on record, right? Because it's all anonymous mm-hmm. sourcing still. That the Trump administration was convinced that there was some misdeeds. And so they tried to lower the classification of some of this information so that more people in the government could see it. And also this so that people uh, overseas, our, our allies, where, where we you know, do some intelligence sharing with our allies, that they have access to this information too. And apparently there's a secret Wikipedia that contains a lot of our intelligence that like people can access in the government and people overseas can access. It's like a secret thing, but it's called, I believe it's called Infopedia. Okay. And, so if uh, I Google it, I won't get anything? Uh, yeah, it's like a thing. It's inside the the government. Okay. But, uh, so this is just one more thing that also happened the same day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's just wait another week. This is definitely the biggest story going on right now. And wow. I'm really I'm just really interested to see what happens. Like I I mean, this is some of the best noise I've ever heard cuz there's no news here. I refuse to believe there's any news, but there's so many just like su- like clues that this could be news, right? What if, what if Sessions resigns? Yeah. I mean, uh, he recused himself tonight, but earlier in the day he wasn't going to recuse himself. So in 3 hours he went from not recusing himself to giving a press conference. So what happens if like more Republicans flip on that he should resign? Holy shit. It's like we don't I mean maybe that's it. Again, you don't know because we're literally just in the middle of this story. Yeah. Like, things are just happening like every day. No, no, things don't look good though. This is not this is like a We did it's, a podcast the other on the in the other series. It was a No Limits podcast, right? Where we talked about VRX, right? This is like the first VRX news play, you know, where it's like, it's bad, but we just don't know how bad just yet. But it could be really bad. I, I'm i amazed, I guess at this point, since it's now March 2nd, that we still haven't actually gotten any leaks about, like, real information. I think, yeah. I think it's because it's probably, like, that would be like a Snowden kind of thing to do. If right. I had to guess, like that would be like illegal to do that, and yeah. and Trump would like actually be able to try to arrest that. Also, person and send them yeah, but it's treason, and in, in no. all likelihood, it's treason, is it not? Well, 
releasing government details? No, like leak treason in America is like a really like very narrowly defined term. It's in the Constitution that it's high crimes and misdemeanors, which is a very broad term. But yeah. it's there's so much law and it's it goes back to England and it's almost universally agreed that it means it's like a it's a in a wartime context and you have to like be fighting the United States or giving aid to its enemies in a wartime setting. Okay. Like, it's very very difficult to meet the, the the threshold for treason. It's like a very like like no one's ever been. I don't think there's been like. There not that many people have ever actually been uh, found guilty of treason, and it was all during wars. It's never happened okay. in peacetime, and you know technically we're at we're in sort of like a a state of war right now, right? Because we're still in Afghanistan and we're still like right. in all these places. Yeah. Like but it would be crazy if they started like arresting and because. The, tr- the, pun- the penalty for treason is in the Constitution. It's death. You, you yes. execute treason. Yeah. Right. So that would be a big deal. I mean, even if they, like, commuted the sentence, it's still, like, treason's kind of a no-go in America. I mean, I, we, there's, there's a lot of norms in America that have been broken, but that would be an- another big one if we started doing that, because it's kind of like part of our American heritage that we don't like people throwing around that word. Right. So I guess you're did. Just, that's just a long way of saying he can't be convicted of treason. I, think, I mean, I think it would be crazy to try to. I, I think what they already do to leakers is bad. But even Obama didn't didn't try to didn't didn't uh, file any charges against Snowden for treason. Right. You know, he they they there's all these other laws like the Espionage Act that make what he did illegal. But treason is like a whole nother level. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't even think it, again, if, if, if everything that we, that could possibly go wrong in terms of like what they actually did to conspire, if they actually, cause all this is about Russia and the Trump campaign potentially conspiring together to try to put the election towards Trump, right? Yeah. I don't even think that is treason. Like in terms of the what the strict definition of treason is. Like even if they did that, it's it's obviously illegal in some. Yeah. Least, there's got to be some law on the books against that, but it's not treason. In the in the, in the you know I, 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 so that's a, again a very long way of saying that treason is just kind of one of those things that it's it's got to be a really really bad thing. Yeah. You know you have to be so- fighting like. In Nazi, in a Nazi uniform, like killing American right. soldiers, you know. All right, cool. Long story yeah. short. Yeah. So, uh, another week. We uh, we we're it's now eleven o'clock on the East Coast. Ooh, and it's eleven eleven. Make a wish. I think. It was a big week. Uh, a lot of things happened. Uh, but the the most important things, uh, are still mostly about this Russia thing. Some uh, a story that I didn't even that isn't even gonna make the list is uh today there was kind of like some hullabaloo about Rand Paul and some Democratic congressman trying to find this Obamacare replacement bill and it's like mm-hmm. a secret and like no one can find it but like it's the definition of it's so it's so noisy I don't even want to bring it up because we're going over time 
Okay. So, I feel like this was a good episode. I hope uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Thank it. Uh, anything that you wanted to, I feel like I talked a lot this episode. So, the floor is yours. So, do I just go on a rant now? You can go on a rant, or if you have any headlines that you wanted to to mention. No. Uh, you got the only thing I really wanted to talk about was the Kevin Durant getting hurt, and I did that. So, mission accomplished. Uh, I'm now watching trailer for Fast and Furious. Eight, I believe the fate of the Furious, which <laughs> looks awesome. That's so I'm, cool. I'm gonna watch that. But yeah, I think uh, uh, we brought up, we were talking about it earlier, but nutrition, right? Hmm. So it's it's like a really, I'm reading this uh book that I, I'm kind of reading it. It's not my main book right now. It's like my secondary book, right? It's it's basically the the thesis of the book is that eating animal protein, so proteins from any, from dairy or any animals, right, is highly, highly correlated with almost every disease in the Western world. And I'm talking cancer, heart disease, uh, uh, whatever, whatever, right? Hmm. So those are two big ones, right? Cancers, heart disease, and diabetes, basically. Those are like the three. Um, so it says if people would switch from, uh, animal based proteins to plant based proteins, the, there would be no more cancer or very little cancer and almost no heart disease. And this is like a book based on like a base, like a 40 year study called the China study. The book is called the China study for those of you who are interested. Please check it out. I would love to hear like what your thoughts are on this book because this I've never heard anyone mention this book, but it is such a big claim that I can't even begin to grasp. Huh. So what what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I've started to discount all information having to do with diet. Like, okay. I think there are, like, some basic rules that you should follow, but generally I just feel like the idea of, like, eat in moderation and exercise is basically good yeah. for everybody, and, like, don't eat McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, I mean, you're, this is, I, I'm looking at the cover, it says the most comprehensive study of nutrition ever conducted. Right. I, it, I, I know nothing about this book, but we're not... We, we don't we don't uh, study humans in a lab setting the way we study mice right. because we can't do that. Crimes against humanity and, and such. And so there are way too many factors that go into this kind of stuff. And it just seems yeah. like every 10 years we just like move from one thing to the next. It was yeah. low carb. It's low low fat. Like I I mean some of the studies in this thing are. Just borderline insane. So I'll just give you one quick example, right? Okay. They did it in a it's a in a laboratory experiment, right? They basically fed 20 rats. <clears throat> they made animal-based protein 20% of their diet, right? And in another 20 rats, they they made it 5%. Okay, so one one group of rats is eating 20% animal-based protein. 
and the other pers- other uh, group of rats is eating 5%, right? Okay. Uh, out of the 20 rats in each group, <clears throat> all 20 had cancer in the 20% bracket and zero had cancer in the 5% bracket. I mean, that is astounding. I've never heard of a study like that. I don't know if it's super cherry-picked. I don't know the like the source or anything, but apparently they ran it a couple of times, and it's like it's an absurd study. It's almost borderline unbelievable. Yeah, I uh, it's 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 any any time like science is so messy, and even when you give me a study like that, and there's 20 rats on one side and there's 20 on the other side, like I don't know. I mean, I remember reading a. a an article like two years ago that they were doing, they were trying to make this drug that would help people with sepsis, which is basically like when your body is like overrun by bacteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's just something that happens. People, it's like it's always like because of something else, like because it's you know the kind of thing when you uh, uh, when you come out of surgery, like you're at risk for things, and I, I don't know exactly know what it is. It's kind of like it's it's one third of the part of the circle of death. I know that from Grey's Anatomy. It's like sepsis and two other things and you're dead. All right, so it's, it's a bad thing. And it would be good yeah. if people had less sepsis. And basically <coughs> the article said that they were trying to do all these studies on mice, but they weren't working in people. And they were trying to figure out why. And then they figured out that, oh, wait, mice, like, eat garbage and they don't, like, get – they don't – nothing happens to them. Right. Like, rats, like, eat, like, things that humans could never eat and be healthy – so clearly have like a natural resistance to the sort of thing that causes sepsis in humans. So mm. it's like they were studying, they had their model organism like didn't even work. It didn't right. even, so. Listen, I uh, science is, especially biology, it's the hardest fucking field because it's impossible to prove anything. To this day, we can't prove that smoking causes lung cancer when almost everyone believes that, right? Well, we know it. There, we know it to be true. We just can't let you just, there's just you can't no way prove to like, it. totally no, 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 prove but it, right? It's not, it's not physics. You know, physics, you can prove stuff right. and you can predict with 100% certainty. That's what proving something means. You can predict with 100% certainty. All you have in biology <clears throat> is basic correlation, right? So, I mean, it's an interesting book. It's, you know, taken to an extreme, it could be life altering and life-saving so i think people should you know either read the book or read the summary or read some of the studies they reference um but i i think it's something worth looking into so yeah i think uh, it it makes it makes sense to me because they always talk about those uh (coughs) pockets of people that live much longer than the average person yeah like there's one in sardinia there's one in japan and they all kind of share the same things that they like don't eat a lot of meat. Yeah. And they like, and that's, it's, there's a, a couple other. Th- so right. it makes sense. I don't know. Also, I mean, the, the biggest failure of this book so far, it doesn't take into account physical activity at all. And almost every study uh, I've seen on the matter have shown that if you like world class athletes or just basic professional athletes who work out a lot, they they live longer than everyone else. That's that's it seems it's like just all... one of a million factors that that's why it's impossible to <clears throat> study diet. Like you just there's just too many things going on. Right. You just can't. There's no way to control for any of a million variables. That's... So how do you have a study? 
you can make some. I, there's just no way it could be that it could be yeah. accurate enough because no, I, I know you from the outside looking in. That's that is the right way to look at it. But I'm telling you, if you read this book, read the first chapter, read one of the chapter on uh, heart disease and cancer, and you will it will cause you to think. I will give you this book, and then we'll, maybe we'll talk about it in a later part. All right. Well, that's a good place to end. Um, you know, at this pod, we don't really care how long it goes, but obviously this has been a long one. So if you stayed to yeah. the end, uh, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Any last word, Ankit? Yeah. Go see Get Out. I hear it's really good. <laughs>